Hi friends, thanks for tuning in here today to learn together in a new series that we're doing starting this week about the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's just looking at how Jesus is that for us in these times. And you'll notice, as you have already, that uh, our Sunday services online are changing somewhat. And that's because we are offering in-person services, and that is requiring us to not only be ready for Sunday morning, but to also provide for you uh, an online experience. But what we're not able to do is offer all of the in-person stuff in an online manner. So that leads us to making sure that we offer uh, uh, the teaching time for you to participate along with. And um, many of you will be choosing to stay online rather than gather in person, although we invite you to join us if you would like to, um, where we're offering, you know, the, the opportunity to sing and to pray together and a family-friendly service right now. The children are in. They're also doing some stuff together uh, separately. And um, we are having a lovely time re-engaging and reconnecting and being um, probably more interactive than we have been um, before. So all of that to say you're invited to join us uh, in person as you're comfortable doing so. And if not, we then are still um, ensuring that we are offering online content. So today I'm back and teaching. I've been off for six weeks and uh, thank you for your graciousness uh, during that time. We've had some great speakers and, and uh, it was nice to be able to step away and rest and, uh, and do some refueling. So I'm excited to be here today and talk about this concept of yesterday, today, and forever. So do me a favor, take your phone and um, open it up, go to your photos, and just start scrolling with your finger and stop um, wherever you want and, and look at that picture. I did this uh, just recently, just looking back, reflecting, and so I started scrolling with my finger and I stopped and the picture that came up on my screen was this one here that I'll show you. I have no idea why I have that picture. Obviously, I was a part of it and, and I remember I guess I remember the moment. I just, I couldn't tell you who I asked to take the picture, whether that was a complete stranger in the men's washroom and why I thought it was uh, meaningful or, or funny to take a picture of the urinal. But so that's, that's an example of how, you know, what I'm asking you to do may bring up an odd photo for you because that's what happened for me. So I did it again and I found this picture. And this picture is of our uh, Sharpening Your Interpersonal Skills workshop, and it was um, a great experience. We've run several of these at New Life, helping people learn how to embrace the skills of, of uh, being in community. And so it was really nice to look back and reflect on that. And I encourage you to do that. Do it with your phone. Use photos to help you uh, look back and reflect. And for some, you might find that the photos bring up um, really positive, happy memories. And yet there might be some photos on your phone that, that aren't so positive. But it gives you an opportunity to look back and reflect and to begin to think on, 
you know, what was it like back then, two years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, or six months ago, or a month ago, wherever the photo takes you? And what has happened between that point and now? And part of what we're doing today and next week and the week following is just taking one single verse out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8, and looking at how, through our time span, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, we did this as a leadership um, at, in, at New Life, at our New Life family, uh, a couple of years ago, and we looked at the stages of New Life and its history from about the 1980s on. And, and we just looked at, like, short periods of time or, or, you know, a decade at a time. And we reflected and saw the, the faithfulness of God in all of that. And then we find ourselves here today in this scenario, and we realize that things have changed. Even, even apart from the pandemic, before COVID, I think there has to be a realization that we are in a social, a time of social upheaval, and it's been happening um, for a couple decades already, and it's going to continue to happen, and there's going to be economic uh, change, and there's going to be social change, and there's going to be technological change, and that's been happening throughout history, and maybe what's happening now is it's in an accelerated manner. And then, of course, for the past, just say, 18 months, we've, we've added the pandemic on top of it all. And we recognize that things have changed. They're no longer the same. And I think for, for, for the church community, for the church, the large church in general, but for us as a congregation as well, there's some things that we have to wrestle with and come to terms with. And the fact is, one of those is that as a community, um, it's been very difficult to be together. And we're rethinking, what does it mean to be community? Because there are some that are coming back, and some of you are not. And everyone's in this state of uncertainty and, and discernment and wrestling with questions like, what have I missed while I was away? And for some of you, you're probably kind of wrestling with the fact that you don't feel like you've actually missed very much. And you're not sure that you like where that's leading you. And for some of you, you're more aware of that, but there's a hesitancy. And so there's all of these emotions and feelings and decisions that we're trying to sort through. And we're all going through that. And that's just the reality of what we are going to be wrestling with for a time to come yet. And yet there's this assurance in this verse that we're looking at over the next three weeks that times have changed, but Jesus hasn't, and he remains faithful to us. And so this verse at the end of, of the letter, um, the letter in, in the New Testament is known as Hebrews. It's written to a, a group of, of Christian people who are wrestling with what it means to follow Jesus in times of uncertainty and in times of great hardship. And the whole idea of this letter is to encourage them to keep their, um, keep their eyes, their minds, their hearts fixed on Jesus. Because where everything around might be changing, he remains constant. He remains the same. And so, as you get to the end of the letter in chapter 12 in Hebrews, the author is, is saying to them, run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And it's just another way of saying, stay true to following Jesus together. And then he says in verse 2 of chapter 12, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. He's the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And then he talks about how Jesus endured the cross. 
And then he and then he just says, you know, think of all the hostility that he endured from sinful people, and then you won't become weary and give up. And he goes on to talk about how sometimes um, life in many ways feels like we might be be disciplined by God. And, and, and I'm sure that there are people who are wondering if all of this is something that God has done to us. And there's some wonderful theological conversations you could have around, around uh, how God um, uses things in life to teach us and to train us. And so the writer talks about, you know, how there are times when discipline brings growth. And however you might read the verses that follow these, there's this sense that in the midst of the uncertainty and the chaos, there is a God who who does not change, who is full of love and faithful to us and will bring us through the hardship and through the trial and through the difficulty. And as you get to verse 12, the writer then says, take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but will remain strong. So in the difficult times, we might be questioned, we might be tempted to question, why is God doing this? And the answer might be, well, there's something for you to learn in this. There's a time of growth for you to experience here, even though this is difficult. And the other, might, the other answer might be, well, God isn't doing this. He's not, he's not inflicting this on you. But he is able to use these times to bring about growth in your life and to help you endure and to see you become a stronger person and a more loving person. And he's saying God is faithful to us. So you come through chapter 12, we're nearing the end of the letter, and then in chapter 13, there's almost like these random uh, invitations of practical encouragements. So he says things like, love, keep on loving each other at the beginning of chapter 13. Be kind to strangers. Remember those who are in prison. Give honor to marriage and be faithful. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. And then he says this, because God has said to us, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And so we can say with confidence then, well, the Lord is my helper, so I'll have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Or what can a mere virus do to me? Or what can economic uncertainty do to me? God is faithful. And he remains so for us. He finishes writing this, and then that's where he brings us to this verse that we're using for the next three weeks. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what an interesting thing to say. In the midst of people who are facing persecution, who have uncertainty, who are wondering about their faith, who are not sure whether they should should meet with other people or not, because of what that might lead to. And where yesterday just seems to be droning on into today, there's this constant sense of, man, I wish this would end, and it just doesn't seem to end. And yet we know that it's going to end, and there's something coming in the future, and we don't know what it is. But in the midst of that, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change.
And there's this wonderful opportunity to recognize that in the midst of all the uncertainty, when we're looking for strength, to, to f- discover where the source of our strength is, where the source of our strength lies. And the writer here is saying this in verse 9, your strength comes from God's grace. It doesn't come from following rules, which some people might think that's, that's what makes us strong. It comes from God's grace. It comes from your connectedness to Jesus. It's not going to come from, um, you know, buying your way or spending your way out of the pandemic. It's not going to come from being on one side of the debate about how we should respond to the pandemic. That's not going to make you strong. It's not about which political party is in power and whether or not you support them. That isn't what's going to make you strong through uncertain times. It's not going to come from a vaccine, and it's not going to come from a YouTube video, and it's not going to come from an article on uh, whatever news feed you tend to follow. Your strength rests in God. Because Jesus does not change. He is the same yesterday, and he is the same today, and he will be the same tomorrow, faithfully loving us and guiding us and strengthening us together. In another place, in the, in the, the book of Revelation, uh, John writes that he is the one who was and who is and who is to come. The Apostle James, just the letter right after Hebrews, says, Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, and we out of all creation became his prized possession When God revealed himself to Moses long before Jesus, he said this to to Moses about himself in Exodus 34, verse 6. Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I am slow to anger and I am filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity and rebellion and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. And here's God saying, I abound in love and faithfulness. In the midst of whatever it is that you are facing, there is a God who is faithful to you. Now, there's something I want you to notice about every passage that I just mentioned, whether it's this Hebrews 13.8 or Revelation 4.8 or James 1.17 or Exodus 34.6 or any other ones that you're looking at, is that in every single one of these, it is being addressed to a group of people who are gathered together. And I go on about this quite often because I think we have to move beyond seeing faith as just something that's personal, that's just between you and God. Because following Jesus is to do so in community. And part of your wrestling with what's happening right now in your life is What does community look like for you? How are you going to engage in community, whether it's in person or online? And this is kind of what we continually uh, look to. But in the midst of it all, not only is God faithful to you personally, but in every one of these instances, the context that people are hearing when they are together in community, they are hearing this. God for you together is faithful. He is the same for all of you, 
yesterday, today, and forever. And we have this wonderful opportunity to respond back to him with that same kind of faithfulness and that same kind of reciprocal love. And we want to, we want to respond by saying, thank you, God. And when we do that in community, there is, there is something profound about how that strengthens us. Now, I don't want you to hear that I'm trying to demand that, that you meet in person. But as pastor, I'm just merely recognizing what we're all trying to, to deal with. And that is, um, what's the community going to be like moving forward? Because the vaccines are here. And now we have to decide, um, you know, is my faith something that leads me to embrace community? Or am I trying to figure out what this all means now? And so our response would be in all grace and love and encouragement to say, wrestle with that question. And I would encourage you not to wrestle with it by yourself, but to have conversations with others. And I know that for all of us, we have to make some decisions on on what we're going to do. And in the midst of all of it, the message that I want us to hear is what I think the author of the Hebrews was trying to do, and that is to simply say to people, uh, in all of what might be uncertainty for you, or maybe it's not, maybe just life is great, but Jesus Christ is not going to change. You're not going to find him fickle like this one way with you, and then the next day he's changed. And so we have the opportunity to just simply respond together and say, we want to praise you and we want to worship you. And, we can, and so the author says, you know, let us, in verse 15 of chapter 13, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And that's this idea of doing this together. And then he says, don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. So let's praise God. Let's do it all the time and let's declare our allegiance to him together. So this is what I'm going to invite you to do. So I'm going to, uh, to get you to... Um, Yeah, okay. So I'm just, I'm getting confused here a little bit. Uh, this is all the part now that we're filming and then doing this live on Sunday is you should have received uh, in your weekend email a link that um, takes you to a, a word cloud poll. So you can you can click on the link and it'll take you to pollev.com and to our New Life uh, portal for that. And there's a question there. Describe in one or two words um, a characteristic of Jesus that has helped you in recent times. And I just encourage you to do that. You can do it with your phone through texting, and the instructions are down below in the video description. Or you can click on the link which takes you to the website. And just simply go to the poll and and fill in in one word or two words. If you type a sentence, it really messes up the word cloud. So the more times uh, a word gets repeated, the bigger it gets. And um, so it's like one word or two words at most. Describe Jesus, a characteristic of him that has helped you in recent times because he does not change. And I want to invite you to pray with me in response to the reality that things have changed and we can all acknowledge that. But we can also equally acknowledge that Jesus hasn't, that he remains faithful to us and he invites us to be faithful to him. 
And so we have this opportunity to just respond with a, a prayer of thanksgiving. And I invite you to pray along with me. Um, we will have this prayer in the, in the video description below, and you can follow along. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and your loving kindness to us and all whom you have made. We thank you for our creation, our preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, we thank you for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray that you would give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts, we would show you our praise, not only with our lips, but with our very lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and walking before you all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory through all ages. Amen. And so I finish with, um, with a simple confession that you can say every day, which ties in so well with Hebrews 13.8. Times have changed. Jesus hasn't. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the confession is this. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Christ has died yesterday. Christ is risen always today. Christ will come again. That's about tomorrow. And so it's a simple confession that can give you strength throughout your day. And I encourage you to pray that um, as often as you can because He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He will be faithful. Thanks for checking in with us and uh, wish the reality of that confession to be true for you this week. Bye for now.